quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I have a lovely guest with us today, Lainey Schwartz, who's going to talk to us about food. And so, Lainey, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today. I've been a huge fan of yours for so long, so I just feel like... This is just awesome. So my name is Lainey. I have a food blog called Life is But a Dish where I create easy, approachable recipes for the everyday home cook. So busy parents, busy professionals who just need to get delicious meals on the table quickly. That's I like what I love. That. That's what I need. I watch her. Your, your videos are my favorite because they're super creative and they bring a lot of good information. And like I even learned, I think the one number one thing I learned from Lainey was how to hold the knife correctly. And what I didn't uh. realize is that you were supposed to choke up on it some nobody can yes. see me but I'm like I'm, I'm demonstrating anyway you're supposed to choke up on it some and you actually I've been cooking a long time I'm not an amazing cook but I love to cook and it works so much better every time yeah. I put a knife in my hand I'm like Lanny Schwartz life is about a dish top of this <laughs> it's so funny and you're you're totally right you just have much more control when you do it that way yeah. but it's funny because people know me for those little tips or like how to cut an avocado so that it actually looks really nice like people like these small little hacks are life-changing for people. They're helpful. We're busy. We need help. We all need help. We got to stick together. Yes. So today we're going to talk about, you know, I'm a big proponent of, and Lainey is too, of connection with our families. And my family always had Sunday night dinner. My grandmother always made buttermilk fried chicken and we always had potatoes and we always sat down. My grandmother, my dad, our whole family, my aunt, all of us on Sunday night, every single Sunday night. I think that's what reminds me of this podcast. Like meals are connective. They really are. They can be such a good place, but oftentimes they're stressful for people who have kids because... I mean, let's just be honest, making a dinner with a bunch of kids running around is not that fun. 
a hundred percent. That's true. And I think there's, there's so much pressure that is out there, especially now with social media, like we were talking about to be the perfect parent, to make the perfect meal, to have the right foods, organic this and clean that. And it's, there's a lot of pressure. And so I think at the end of the day, like you said, connection for me is a really big thing. It's my love language, quality time. I mean, that's really kind of the foundation of what I'm trying to create in my own home, which is why I'm so drawn to you. But when it comes to family meals, I think people think that they have to have this beautiful spread of organic food and home cooked this and home cooked that. And while a home cooked meal is a beautiful thing and something that I really love and enjoy doing and teach people how to do it stress-free and, and peacefully, it's not always possible to do that. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to the connection piece. And if you're able to sit down with your family, even if it's just one time a week, like you said, for Sunday meals, if it's two times a week, three times a week, whatever it is, I don't care if you're bringing in McDonald's or In-N-Out or making macaroni and cheese or chicken nuggets, whatever it is, just the act of sitting together for a family meal is so important and really creates that deep connection. Yeah, I totally agree. And although there are days when I do want to like, and I go to like, we're getting Chipotle and we're bringing it in home and sorry, everyone had activities until 6.45 and I'm not going to sit down and make a meal. But there are other nights where I really do want to make a meal. I just don't want it to take me three hours. I don't want to have to go to the fish market. I don't want to have to go get the specialty ingredient from whole foods that only I can find in the certain aisle. Like I can't <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. can't. So tell us yeah. how do we do it pared down? <laughs> sure. Basically there's a couple of things. So the first thing that you want to start with is having a well-stocked pantry. And this is something that I teach inside of a program that I've created. And it's really about setting up your kitchen for success so that you can have success in the kitchen. It's really the foundation. If your kitchen is a place of overwhelm, if you have tons going on, if your pantry is full of things that you don't like um, or that your kids don't like or that you don't use or foods that are expired, it's a mess. And you're already, you already feel like a failure. That's me. That's me. That is me. There's black bean soup that's been in there for a long time that nobody's going to eat, but I thought somebody would. I I really need to. So tell, are there certain things we should have in our pantry? I have a download that I'm going to offer to you that has a bunch of cheat sheets in it. And a a basic pantry list is in there. And this is, again, this is not things that you should have, but these are items that you might like and you can kind of help, you know, yeah, that you can work around. But I, I highly suggest, and this is the first thing that we do when I work with my students is before we even cook, we go through our kitchen. We do a kitchen audit, mm-hmm. go through your pantry, donate, get rid of things that you don't like, don't want, and get rid of things that are expired. You'll be amazed at how much room you have. Everything's and- expired. For sure. <laughs> Everything's expired. Get rid of it and do the same exact thing with your spices. Yes. You don't need a spice drawer or cabinet that has 50 spices in it. Yes. You need like five things and you're good to go. Yeah, that's, I think I've got so much. And I have three of a lot of things because I couldn't find one at a certain time. So I didn't think I had it because my stuff isn't cleaned out. Exactly. Yeah. So it's an activity that you can actually do with your kids. Actually, before we sent them back to school, um, just last week, we went through our pantry because I was going to make lunches and I felt like we had a full pantry with nothing that they would eat. So we went through it with the girls together and I said, do you like this? Do you not like this? Anything that they didn't want, we donated to friends and people will take your stuff. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of places you can donate food. I know they're doing, you know, they do food banks and food drives and whatnot here in LA a lot, a lot of times that and shelters and whatnot. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I'm doing that. Do it. You'll feel so good. And it doesn't take long. Okay. I need to do that. Okay. What else? Okay. So good pantry. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So another thing um, you were talking about knives and you were talking about how to hold it properly. So this is a big thing. This is the next thing that I cover in my program. So really going through your kitchen, setting yourself up and then have setting yourself self up for success in terms of the tools that you're using. If you're using the wrong tool for the job, it doesn't work. So a complaint that I get from a lot of people is I, it, you know, the prep work takes so much time or I just, I don't have the time and it, it takes me so long and I don't enjoy doing it. It's so difficult. And I find, I didn't realize this at first, but a lot of people are using, for example, a paring knife or a steak knife to chop up a bunch of vegetables for a soup that is going to suck. It's not meant for that job. So using the right knife for the job is going to make a huge difference. And also using a sharp knife is going to make a huge difference. So all you need is one. People have blocks of, you know, 12 different knives and you never use any of them. No, you don't need that. You need one knife. I use the chef knife. That's the thing I use. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yep. So uh, like a six to eight inch chef's knives, depending on the size of your hand and what's comfortable. I also have a cheat sheet that will kind of walk you through that as well, but use the right knife. It makes a huge difference and you can get through your prep really easily. What's, What's your take on ceramic knives? Never use one. I, I'm so obsessed. I, yeah. What do you like about them? It's always sharp. Oh, interesting. Until it I breaks. Until, <laughs> right. <that's, laughs> until I drop it in the sink and it shatters right. in pieces and then you have to get a new one. But right. Yeah. Cause you can, can you sharpen those? I don't think so. Um, I always break them before I get them. Break them. Yeah. Well, see that yeah. I don't love. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> but they were. So I, I'm all about, because the knives that I've had, I've had for 15 years. So yeah. I take care of them and I like to just take care of my knives or my babies. And same with my pots and pans. I just like to buy them once and use them forever. We did have all the knives sharpened at the guy at the farmer's market. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is a whole new world from having dull knives to sharp knives. A hundred percent. It's yeah. a, it's a time saver. So these are like little things that you can yes. do that are going to save you time in the kitchen, save your sanity. Instead of searching endlessly online for answers to your most challenging parenting moments, join me three times each month of the year and ask your questions in person in my new membership community. I will host three live Zoom sessions, provide lessons, a private and intimate online community and support materials organized in an online student portal. You don't have to parent alone or wonder if what you're doing will work to promote connection. Join the Peace and Parenting online membership community and find the soft place you're looking for. Go to peaceandparentingla.com forward slash membership and join now. I'm looking forward to seeing you live. Pantry, knives, knives. One more quick tip. So another thing that creates overwhelm for people is just the mess that it makes when you're cooking. I I see it in your face (laughs) and it it can be, and it's not always going to be perfect, but setting up your workspace so that it's a peaceful experience. So having a cutting board that is large enough for the job. And I know everyone has different amount of space in their kitchen, but get a decent sized cutting board so that you're not cutting on something that's super small and the food's flying off and it's on the floor and it's everywhere. Get a decent Mm -hmm. sized cutting board, have a bowl 
right next to your cutting board with your nice sharp knife. And anytime you have a scrap or something, throw it in the bowl so that it's not all over your board. All over. Yes. And then when that bowl is full, take it, dump it into the trash or compost or whatever it is. Why it did is, I not think of that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a small, tiny thing that it has changed my life in the kitchen. I, now I, I just remembered last time I cut an onion, it was on the tiniest cutting board and uh-huh. half of the cutting board was the wrapper Scraps. of the onion. Yeah. So dumb. What am just, I put it in, <laughs> just put it in a bowl. It's such, it's, it. it's like yes. the choking up on the knife or the, yes. I mean, it's a little thing, but I never not have a scrap bowl and it, it just keeps the whole experience nice. Oh yes, Lainey. Thank you. I'm now I want to cook. <laughs> now we'll I want to together. Cook. Yes. I would like that. I need, I love cooking. So I would like that. Yeah. Okay, good. Those three tips are amazing. And those are on your guides. Yes. So I will send a, a download that has a bunch of cheat sheets. There's also like a chicken cheat sheet in there that tells you about like different types of chicken and cooking times and things like that. So okay. just some little starter things to kind of get you going to help make life a little bit easier. Amazing. We'll put those in the show notes so everybody can download that and, and get some help. And let's hope everyone has a scrap bowl tonight when they try to cook dinner. Yes. <laughs> So yes. what do you, what are your biggest challenges? Do you think around like getting our kids to get involved in the cooking and want to be a part of it? And I know that can be really connective too, but I think at some, sometimes it's hard to get them going in that way. Yeah. First of all, I, I never, I never force the issue. So I'm always just, just like when it's coming to getting your kids to try new foods, I'm never forcing. I'm just always offering the opportunity is always there. Right. I have one kid who loves to cook with me and one who just really likes to eat my food. Fine. Um, so fine. So my oldest is pretty much never in the kitchen with me, um, but will always kind of critique all of the, she's a food critic basically. And you know, if they want to be involved, let them be involved as much as you're comfortable with. I wish that I was, you know, I'm like you, which is why I'm so, I feel so connected to you. I'm a perfectionist and I'm a control freak. And it's like, don't make a mess here. I wish I wasn't as much like that, but I am. So it just is, it's hard, but I let her do as much as that is safe and what I'm okay with. And again, I think just sitting down together and eating, even though it's not always the most peaceful experience, we've been doing it for about, at least four or five years. It was harder when I was trying to get them to bed at like six o'clock when they were like toddlers. But once they became old enough and they were up a little bit later, we've been eating together for a long time. Every Um, night, do you guys sit down? Probably at least four to five times a week. That's Um, good. Now that they're getting older, you know, some nights are a little bit more rushed and we don't have the time, but it, it has become more often than not, we do which is really important to me. So it's been, it really is. You know, what we've gathered over the years is that we've gathered other kids Mm. whose families aren't really into cooking. And so my daughter's in particular, the oldest one has the best friend and she's always like, is your mom cooking tonight? (laughs) Because I think it's nice to, it really is. And we talk about politics and we talk about like what's going on in their worlds and you know, my dad's often there. And so it's good. It's, it's sweet. It really is sweet. It's nice. And yeah, it is nice when you can include other people. And, you know, I think people, when they think about a family meal, they think of it being this really relaxing, nice conversation. And it's not always that. There's a lot of frustration. Like they're annoying. It's, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's stressful, but you know what? At the end of the day, I think what they're going to remember and really what I remember for the most part is that we sit down and have meals together. And I think that instills something in them that's more important than being annoying at the dinner table. Do you have a hard time getting them to the table sometimes? 
No, never. But I think it's, I think they like the food and, and I'm sure they like the food. (laughs) I know I've said that to families too. Like make sure you're not snacking your kids too much before dinner, because that's a sure way to get them not to come. A hundred percent. That's a huge fight with my kids because they get home late and they're starving. And then I I cut them off at a certain time because I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. You have to, because then they come to the table either and they don't eat or they don't come to the table at all. Right. Yeah. That makes it really difficult. Okay, Lini, what else? Any other good tips for us around food, around connecting during mealtime? Anything you can recommend? I think just really trying to not put so much pressure on yourself and not try to do what works for everyone else. Find someone or, or a couple of people that inspire you in this space and take bits and pieces and do what works for you. If you sit yeah. down once a week, once every other week, if you all sit down in front of the TV and that's your, that's what you guys do, then that's what you do. It looks different for everyone. I yeah. And I don't think it has to, like you said, it can be eating out, but there can like this one meal I like to do and it's so easy and it's so dumb, but it's like when I'm super rushed, I buy those turkey meatballs from Trader Joe's that are frozen. I boil them in marinara sauce that I buy from the store. I cook noodles and I literally cut up raw vegetables and I call it a day because, and they love it. And we all connect. And the great thing about not stressing yourself out and not trying to be perfect is that you're coming to the meal resourced as opposed to coming to the meal exhausted and done and through and just trying to, you know, make it through the end of your meal, then you're looking at your mess in your kitchen because it's taking you so long and it it can be very stressful. The whole situation, I think we can take the stress out and worry about the connection piece instead of making the perfect meal. That makes it so much easier on us. Absolutely. That's just assembling things. So like you said, buy the the pre-cooked this and just put things together. It makes it really easy and it, it still counts. It totally counts, right? Totally counts. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> I need that stuff to count. Yes. And I think things like slow cooker meals, instant pot meals, things that you can just throw in earlier in the day are helpful for a lot of people too. Do you have those recipes on your Instagram, Instapot stuff? So all my recipes are on my website at lifeisbutadish.com, but everything is there and all my recipes are easy. I, ha- I don't use any weird ingredients like you were talking about. So a lot of my recipes are going to be things that you already have in your pantry. Always have another quick tip. I always have frozen um, protein. So I always have ground turkey, ground beef, chicken in my freezer at all times. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of pull some out at the beginning of the week and mm-hmm. do whatever you want with it. So you're not always having to run to the store. That is so smart. I think another thing should be on your tips is clean out your freezer because mm. mine is yes. one big frozen pizza. I think that no yes. one eats. I don't know why, um, but it is. I'll take your frozen pizza. Frozen <laughs> pizza. That is all it's full of is frozen pizza. Just start using it. Just go in yeah, there. I know I'm going to start. I need to eat it, but I don't even want it. I'm like, I'd rather order a pizza than eat I know. frozen crap. It almost takes as long. I know. Okay, Lini, tell us where we can find you, where you're, where are you? I am Life is But a Dish everywhere. So lifeisbutadish.com is my website with all my recipes. And then really just on Instagram and Pinterest, but mainly Instagram, a lot of stories and things like that. Yeah, she has a great Instagram, lots of good videos and how to's. And I always get a good tip there. And you're on Pinterest. So that's fun. I've never, I don't really go on Pinterest much, but that would be fun to check out Pinterest. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And tell us about your, what is the course that you teach? Um, yeah, so I have a program called Cook with Confidence. It's an eight-week program that is now going to be self-paced. So you can go through it on your own time. And it just kind of walks you through the basic 
foundational skills that you need to actually get in the kitchen with confidence and teach you how to cook without being tied to recipes so that you can just open up your frizz, your pantry, whip something up um, and just understand the basics of cooking with chicken, how to make a salad and a dressing, fish, pasta, soups. We kind of go through just the basics of what you need to know as a busy home cook. I need that. Okay, I'm cleaning my pantry and my freezer out today. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lainey, for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you in the online world out there. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Bye. I'm so grateful for all of you who have rated and reviewed the Peace and Parenting podcast. It warms my heart each time I go and look. And I just wanted to highlight one of them today. A listener says, Michelle guides with unwavering love and empathy for the children in our lives. There has never been a time more critical to raise our consciousness and create safe and nurturing relationships with our kids and the greater community. Michelle's offerings do just that. So grateful for her willingness to share and support us in loving each other. Thank you so very much. You made my whole entire week. I appreciate all the kind feedback. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Can't wait to see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.